Hi everyone, this is Mike aka Mike P speaking. This is a test episode for some new content we're putting out this year and the quality is a little bit choppy in places. Also, like real professionals, we forgot to introduce ourselves and explain what we're doing at all, so I'm adding this in post. With me on this episode are John aka Binary Dogs and Chris aka Nemo Meyer. We've been testing together for a few years, along with a couple of other people who will crop up on future episodes, and this year have decided that we want to open source our entire testing process for any and all events. This is going to take a few forms. There'll be some roundtable discussions like this, some blog posts, probably some streams, some dumps of raw test data, and before each event that any of us is planning to play in, we're going to publish the lists that we're going to play in advance along with our reasoning for choosing those lists and what we think of the rest of the meta overall and then after events we'll discuss those see how our predictions went and see if we would stay with those decks or if we'd switch to something else cool that we saw at the event the form that it's all going to take is still a little bit up in the air so we're very open to any suggestions or requests about what anyone would like to see that is if anyone is actually interested in our thoughts on the game and our approach to competitive events in this episode zero, we set out to review the impact that the salvage memories cards would each have on the meta, look at the early winners and losers in the meta from our testing as we each return from a break after Worlds, and discuss what we will play at the Fanboy 3 Store Championship next weekend for those of us who are attending. I also managed to only embarrass myself by forgetting a major card that's rotating in Santan once, which is better than I hoped for. I thought I might do it a couple of times. Hopefully it's at least slightly enjoyable or enlightening, and please let us know if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what we're doing. Uh, thanks. Right, so should we start with salvage review, see what's come back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the most exciting thing that's happened in Netrunner for a while. Yeah, because I think we've all been relatively out of it since worlds right except for yeah. last week when we've played a couple of games cool so would you reckon corporal runner who would any runner, you always start always start with runner then oh. numbered first <laughs> fair enough go on then runner um let's do it in the order that they're announced on the nice article then so an art first medium and parasite so medium this is a huge winner right like you feel like it should be, right? Um, I kind of feel like it's not making as much of an impact as you might have expected it to. Like, when you when you look at the list, I think you, you look at Medium, you look at Parasite, you assume you can slam them both into whatever reg out deck you want, and that is going to be amazing. And it is, like, I feel like it's good, but not great at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it is, like, any deck that can run it will run it, and it's a pretty decent upgrade on R&D multi-access, but the dynamics of the game don't seem to support it yeah. quite as much as they used to. Yeah, so like, Medium's always had a hidden problem that if you install Medium and run a bunch early game, then you can't really recover from that economically a lot of the time. Like the tempo you're giving up is setting up your rig, building up your economy and doing everything else. You're trading that for early accesses. Uh, and if you get a bunch of points, that's fine. But if you don't get a bunch of points, then now you spent free credits and however many clicks running R&D for not much game. Um, and I think that is kind of exacerbated by modern runner econ in the way that it wasn't previously. Yeah, they also 
kind of on the same point, the best long-term runner econ card is also a tiny utility program that starts weird MU fights with Medium and Parasite now. Like, Hoshiko yeah. decks, even though Keiko is a 2MU card and uh, more is a 2MU card, they still, you just want to install a lot of programs. And if you have three spare MU, like, you're kind of going, do I want Medium or do I just want to put three Rosekis on the board? Yeah, I agree. So I, 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 I think it's clearly the best multi-access card in the game. Best RNB pressure in the game is the best early aggression card in the game. I don't think it's as powerful as it as you would expect it to be if you just slept for three years. So, are we expecting this to be pretty much reduced to just one ofs now, scattered lightly through whatever Reg Hashiko list becomes canon for the next four to six? I weeks? feel like you play it as an early card. Like, so. If you look at what regdex used to, always used to do, medium was always a closer card rather than a anything else. Like you could use it for early pressure to force the court to defend R and D, but you weren't really going for too ham on it for the reasons we just we just talked about. So I think you put one or two in as a late game card. So then the question is: Anyone going to play it outside of Anarch? Like it seems obvious you can do that in Anarch. How much harder is it to play it in Criminal? Because it seems really good in Criminal, but Crim MU is even tighter if you even want worse, to play. Right? N'Golo or Rizeki. Yeah. And they have no ice destruction, which is part of what makes medium like really good like you know? Yeah. I don't think you do play it out of faction at all. I think you only play it in Anarch decks. Which correlates with what we've seen so far as well, I think, from the few games that we've played. I've not seen anyone particularly play it out of faction. Uh apart from in Sunny, but that uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole <laughs> other thing. <laughs> in in normal decks. That was briefly concerning, though, or I, it could well still be concerning, though, that sunny deck, potentially. Yes, let's, let's get to that when we talk about decks, but uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> we, all, we all have thoughts about Sonny. Um, she probably the elephant in the room, I guess, is, the elephant in the room is, um, is Cyberlux Sandbox, right, is the other thing that has changed since olden times. Yeah, Sandbox and all the other just like random incidental virus hate, like um, people play Macrophage now, that's a, that's a yeah. card that's really annoying for medium. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the double copies of that showing up alongside three Cyberdex sandbox are yeah, pretty awful for for medium like mid game, right? Yeah. So I think medium is like I I I totally think it's really good, just not great. Like you're not going to win games. You're not going to a deck's not going to become good just because of medium. Yeah. Whereas you used to get games where you'd like start with Temujin medium smash R and D yeah. two or three times. They put one piece of ice down, then you put a breaker down, and the game ends because. Yeah. you're accessing eight cards and that's i mean ice even if you did that now like if they put one piece of ice down you run into it it's an engram flush like that's that's quite a bad time yeah yeah definitely cool right so parasite do you want to move on to parasite unless anyone's got anything to add about me i medium. always want to move on to parasite <laughs> Yeah, I had a feeling that this would be a fan favourite. I mean, you've been <laughs> you've been banging this drum for several years. Yeah, <laughs> that's a crusade. Um, I think it's better than medium. I think it's more important than medium at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get onto this when we talk about decks, but I think Parasite lets you do things that you couldn't really do with Anarch Ice Destruction. I think it tips you over a kind of critical mass of available and easy Ice Destruction. Sorry, I'm really clever. Yeah, I, I think it's slightly harder to use than it used to be um, because you can't as comfortably face-check ice 
Yeah. Like the ice you're running into isn't you know, like an itchy one that you click through, then parasite it to death next turn. So you can't really look at an opening hand that has death sucker parasite and say like I will be able to resolve a piece of or deal with a piece of ice here. You have to have a breaker before you can start running into it. But yeah, yeah ice destruction, an upgrade to ice destruction in those decks seems like a much bigger buff for Anarch. And if it's if it's very naturally with like the only relevant Anarch decks, which are Hashiko and to I guess to a lesser extent Freedom, where you mm. do want to make it runs frequently, they both they both kind of support this quite aggressive. You're motivated to run an ice servers even if the axis is not that important. The the it's very easy to build that deck at the moment. I think. Yeah, they're also both quite happy playing Data Sucker again, ignoring the MU yeah. problem. But it's a card that's good for them, especially with Hoshiko. If you're playing Dreamnet, you love making just random central runs. And freedom yeah. is into viruses. Yeah. And symbol chip isn't clone chip is the other problem, but um, that's not insurmountable. No, and symbol chip, I mean, there are situations with Parasite where it can be better. And plus you have all of the um, conspiracy breakers, like you're probably still yeah. playing triple conspiracies and you're relatively okay binning an MK Ultra to blow up a piece of ice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is also showing up in Shaper decks now though, right? We've seen it in Hades. It should be, right? If, yeah. It feels like it's a it's an optional one-off in Shaper decks to me, it feels like. Yeah, it solves a lot of weird ice problems for Haley that in quite a nice way. Um, like Endless Mueller, which was always just a huge pain for... Well, especially now you're playing Lady again, it's a huge pain for the Shaper Breakers, and you just go like, no, I, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, Parasite was good, is good. Cool. So we're giving we're giving Parasite five out of five on this. <laughs> yeah, I, I still you still playing criminal, so I guess for five out of five you want something that's in every sure. faction. But uh, I'll, I'll give it four and a half. Four and a half. All yeah, right. It seems like the better of the two. I can't see any reason you'd play Anarch and excuse me and not play Parasite or find some way to make Parasite work. All three as well, right? I think if you're building an Anarch deck, you put all three in straight away. Yeah, I think so. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so criminal next. So yeah. E3 feedback implants is it's unplayable, I think. Seems really yeah. bad, yeah. It's, it's all I've seen color. it in is yeah, one of when it's people using it with boomerang and then it it's it's not done anything that mind blowing for me that I've seen so far. I guess we shouldn't expect it to, though, right? Because it, it's never done anything in the past. So there only aren't any... Only in weird decks. It's only ever done yeah. something in strange places. There aren't any well-established kind of historical top-tier decks that really lean on E3, E3 feedback and parts. It, it shows up in stuff like Adjusted Matrix Kate, which we were talking about a while ago. Yeah. Um, but that was a kind of flash-in-the-pan kind of faddy deck that never really stood the test of time. If you look at if you look at all the best lists throughout the history of Netrunner, none of them use this card, so I don't expect it to appear in any good list going forward either. So the only existing deck that is kind of well, I say kind of good, it's a very good deck that could maybe consider playing this. It probably won't, but like you could make an argument for it is Geist, because yeah. Geist plays loads of weird ways to break ice, and like getting into a situation where just Kabali uh, is enough to get through any ice you're running into is like not unpleasant. But also Geist is like is forty-five very, very good cards with a yeah. bunch of card repetition. You probably don't want a bad one off piece of hardware. But I think you yeah. can make a case for a copy of it in that deck. I agree. I, I feel like the two places you would naturally 
kind of instinctively want to put it is in Geist decks and Faust decks. And I think both of them, when you test it and iterate it, you'd find actually it wasn't doing very much for you. I okay. have completely forgotten Faust is even a legal card. <laughs> a legal card, yeah. <laughs> is it an occasional one-off in Adam? I've never been an Adam player, but... Not really, because you don't play Always Be Running, and it doesn't do anything with Logic Bomb. Yeah. Fair. Cool. I guess yeah, if I you so. were playing Always Be Running, you would play it, but like it's not been a playable card in a good Adam deck for years. Thank you, Doke. Awesome. So, opposite end of the scale there to Parasite, whereas yeah. the second criminal card is a... Well, cash is... Much better off. I mean, it's not a criminal card, but... It's a kick in the face for criminals. <laughs> E3, E3 people will try and put in criminal decks and, and mess around with it and have fun, and that's fine. But Cash knows you're going to put that in a criminal deck. No, yeah, criminal true. and HB on this list both look a lot like Nisei saying, well, these are the best factions. We're not giving them cards. So no, we refuse, which I sort of understand, but it is a, a little bit sad if you're a criminal player to go like, well, I'll, I'll play the same deck I've been playing for a year. Yeah, when everybody else gets exciting stuff. Um, it's just a Haley card, right? It, it, that's all cash is. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be, so far as well, a significant bonus to Haley from... Yeah, it's... I, don't, I, I love making numbers. It's, say, 25% better than Harbinger, something like that. It's a lot better, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the we've been poking around a bit with Haley, and you kind of just play both, but you play, like, three cash and then some number of Harbinger as you have slots, yeah. but it is a lot better than just Harbinger. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an exceptional, an exceptional increase to the econ engine in Haley. Over above what I would think of it, just looking at it on paper and going, "Oh, you get three yeah, cash." It's not necessarily intuitive, but the fact you get the first burst of money, like you get the money a turn earlier in both cases, your payoffs on turn zero and turn one, so turn one and turn two, and that's a big deal. Does yeah. anyone apart from Haley play this card? I guess. If we're counting like Pawn Shop Woo as the same deck as Haley, <laughs> yeah. I don't a different think shape anyone else plays it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, freedom for the cheap virus counters. <laughs> <laughs> would you like three credits or would you like to use these to trash a, yeah. a, a Marilyn campaign? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could use three credits to save two credits. No, I can't think of um, anywhere else this goes. No, I don't, I don't think it does. I think it's just a Haley card. The only deck that's even played it historically is Noise, right? I think, apart yeah. from Pawn Shop. Oh, and Noise Wars. Uh, you are forgetting Steve Cambridge, my friend. Why did Steve play this card? What? Steve Cambridge can recur cash. Steve Cambridge can play cash in Pawn Shop. It's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, Alex uh, might play this. Yeah. Oh. It's, like, it's like Easy Mark, copy four, five, and six. Well, yeah, I've never come across that deck in. <laughs> I have. So this is getting probably another four out of five. This is an incredible card, but it only goes in a single deck. But it's very, yeah. very good in that deck. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, cool. Okay, so next, Shaper, who looked like probably the biggest winners. By a mile, I think. We've already we've already talked, I guess, granted we're talking about the third. We've already said that two of the cards go in Shaper yeah. as well as other factions. And then we've got indexing up first, which yeah. is hardly bad for them, right? Uh, arguably the most important shape of card they've been missing, I think. Like the, the, the key element that they haven't had. Yeah, because all the Haley decks have been on either Stargate or RDI. And RDI is just not very good. 
bad hit. It's, it's so expensive to run R&D every single turn, and if you don't, then you'll just pay a lot of money for a Maker's Eye, effectively. And Stargate is good, but it causes cascading MU problems in those decks in quite a difficult-to-overcome yeah. way. Yeah. It's also terrible early. Like, you don't want to install a Stargate, and then you can't put an SMC down because you don't have any MU, and everything goes wrong. Whereas indexing turn one, if you have nothing else going on, just index them, and maybe you get six points. Yeah, like counter talk you said about medium earlier, indexing turn one costs you basically nothing because it's zero credit run event. So you're not sinking credits and clicks into it, which makes it's a way better earlier card. And that's something Shaper haven't had since it rotated, I guess. Yeah, I can't think of anything that normally, yeah, this is one of the cards that you would you would weep over when you were building your Shaper list and go, yeah. why is this not here anymore? So yeah, definitely. So when this was about before everyone played this, like it was a staple in E-Strike Val, it was in the criminal decks, although there weren't many criminal decks about. It was just, it was the multi-axis. You played two copies of Indexing and two Turning Wheels. Yeah. I guess Anarch maybe doesn't need to bother anymore now they have Medium back. They have their own good R&D solution, although it's a worse pressure card, but you don't need to force it in. I have a feeling that you would end up play I have a feeling you play indexing and medium and if you had to cut one I think you might cut medium I think indexing is better than medium I, I guess border control is a card that's around now that wasn't around when, he, when everyone was playing indexing and that's the only kind of big difference I but I have a feeling like you you probably play one medium and two indexing in a reg I can believe it I think the only problem that you maybe have there is that then it gets harder and harder in terms of slots and influence to play turning wheel, and then you don't yeah. have any HQ pressure if you're just playing medium yep. and indexing. But indexing yep. is very, very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, criminal, again, is a bit harder, but criminal's got so much influence, you can do whatever. But maybe if you're playing Angolo, it's harder to play indexing. For the same reason, you're going to lose turning wheel. Yes, although indexing with Leela is extremely good. For the same reason people used to try and play Stargate with Leela, because, like, it's an answer to yeah. stupid stuff in the remote. It's an answer to Lakshmi. You could sort of guarantee, guarantee a score more so than just by accessing two cards of R&D or whatever. Yeah. I feel like if I was starting on any list from scratch right now, I would start with a minimum of two indexing in the list and then look for reasons to cut it rather than the other way around. I wouldn't be... So, like, really good cards, you start from the list, then you cut them. Other cards, you put them in if you've got space. I think indexing is in the form of those camps. I can't think of any deck that doesn't want it. No, I've not seen it show up in, an, in a criminalist yet. I haven't seen much crim about that. I, I agree, but like right. most of the crim I've played against has been odd. I haven't played against much like just reg 419 and regularly the way you'd expect to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think that understandably that's going to die off a little bit at the moment as everyone sort of spreads out into the, the stuff that's got the shiny toys. But yeah, I'll be interested if anyone does does cram one in or two in but um yeah it looks like shaper the big winners there off that one um another four and a half out of five yeah well maybe even better <laughs> i think indexing is the best card that came back based on the meta cool all right we'll give it four and three quarters out of five then because you don't Thanks. really leave ourselves some margin because there's still a lot yeah. of time um lady um for all the dog it's, lovers. it's fine, right? It's 
better than their existing barrier breakers. It's not revolutionary. It's not. Um, it's not doing anything you couldn't do before. It's not dealing with Gauss, right? Which is the yeah. The you no longer have to read Gauss and then work out how much it costs you to break stuff on the table. You didn't install it. Yeah, it's a definite upgrade, and it is nice against most of the sort of relevant barriers because it costs zero to one credit to break almost all of them. Um, yeah, but you do end up kind of taxing your similar chips a bit, especially if you're trying to play Parasite as well. You have to really think yeah. about it. I don't think you're going to run out in many games, but like it's a it's a it's a factor. But you really don't want to play like two ladies and a Gauss because that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> yeah. not a thing you want to do with your slots. I would think two ladies in my shape of lists would be enough. I can't see yeah, any. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got Parasite as well. Right. I, I was going to say it adds to the importance of maybe having a Parasite in that deck if they play like well next silver if it comes up or I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> spider web or some of those just like low multi-sub barriers if you have a better solution to them you don't run out of lady counters yeah agreed we're not going to see again if we're making up numbers it's 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 substantially better than gals i guess but it's not uh, monotyped icebreakers are never going to be that revolutionary when you bring them to the carpool not going to change a huge amount fair yeah you're not excited to see this out of faction either right no no but that's true of kind of this and cash and well not so much indexing that is pretty big but both lady and cash are just percentage increases to Haley's power and then indexing is a reason to play her yeah cool all right that was brief but yeah i think we we summed that one up quite well so i mean everyone loves lady it's an interesting breaker like it's, it's way more fun to play than something like gas but it's not like it's not going to do a lot for your meta game that another card wouldn't hmm. It does between that parasite and Ingolo, you can have like quite an interesting breaker suite and eco as well to like decide yeah. how you approach each piece of ice. You get multiple yeah. options. Make shape more fun if if you care about that. Everyone cares about that. Surely, I think you do. We'll, we'll explore this later, but I think you're looking for reasons to play shaper at the moment. So. Yeah, definitely. More shaper is good. Well, yeah, more of the right kind of shaper is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, running each all. Uh, lucky find. Is it that lucky? Do we, um, we, can cover, we can cover these together, right? Lucky find and yeah. prepaid are going to be played together or not at all. I've uh, seen them in Crim. I think that's the only place I've seen them in so far. This this all seems bad now. It yeah. seems so yeah. dated. Like the Agreed. numbers, you play so many cards to make your econ engine work, and the result is just not that impressive compared to your opponent who put down a Rizeki and played a Bravado once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't think prepaid is playable at all. I, I, I think the only place you could even consider playing it is as, and as is like the fourth or fifth best criminal by quite a long way. So ultimately, just these cards don't really matter, sadly. We'll move I mean, on. Mark's right. If if you want drips, you should just play with Yeah, I, I every criminal list I looked at, it, and I tried one as well, and it it just seemed like a waste of clicks. To just, yeah. yeah, I do think these will see play. I think these will see more play than a couple of the other cards in this list because people, well, people like installing hardware, people who like us, <laughs> and 
like there is a lot of nostalgia probably more in these cards than in almost any other cards on this list yeah. so i think like it's a thing that you will play against even at tournaments but yeah i don't think it's like a thing you meaningfully have factor in uh, testing because like the result is doesn't it doesn't bring the that, to the table the way runner econ works it's just it's, just, it's not the same as prepaid cake like Prepaid Kate was already fading out of relevance by 2015, um, by the end of 2015, and we kind of didn't realise it necessarily at the time. But it's not the, that econ package of prepaid and nine econ events doesn't work anymore. It's not enough econ. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. We've all the one side in what 20 minutes. It's exceptionally efficient. <laughs> wow. um, there's only big like winner four relevant cards there so yeah so big winner for the other side was indexing then we're giving it just I think, no... it's the, I think it's the card you expect to see most I guess is the way I'd sum it up cool yes it's probably the most maybe the most powerful one there and probably the easiest one to play alongside cash whereas the others you will have to do work and figure out how yeah. they fit into your deck now compared to how they stare at your memory yeah. Stop playing mem strips. Yeah. Oh. Lordy. Okay. Um, faction wise, although we can come back to decks later, but the big, big, big winner is obviously Shaper. And then I think so. like a way behind, and then Grimnor gets nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Anarch cards are flashier and are kind of more fan favorite cards, and you expect them to be further up. But to me, they, they gain quite a lot less than Shaper. Though. Okay, cool. Well, we can circle back and talk about yeah where we think the meta's going to go a little bit on the runner side with yeah. those inclusions. All right, moving on, Corp. So it's, we've got HB up first. Um, this will be quick too. Yeah, we'll, we'll do these together as well. they got next bronze and next silver. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, especially bringing back... Parasite next to these. Seems <laughs> yeah. Parasite in the same pack as next silver is just cruel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The issue is there's nowhere for them to go, right? Even if they were relevant cards, then you would need a HB kind of a glacier or kind of mid-range deck. That just doesn't exist. It's, it's, there isn't one of the meta. Yeah, that archetype hasn't been good for quite a while. Even in the previous meta for a while, there were some mirror morph decks around that were like rushing with um mcas and just trying to rush out five threes and those decks were okay yeah. but they want to play the hb rush ice suite in gatekeeper and hagen that are more meaningful to face check yeah like maybe you feel there's like a ginger sports deck or something that kind of sits with these but those decks can't afford to wait for three or four ice to score they need to score off one or two ice and you can't do that with next ice yeah and then on top of that they're just not very good cards that too, yeah. Additional, even if that deck existed, yeah. next bronze is quite bad compared to modern like code gates. Next silver needs to get four or five subs before it's good. Next gold and yeah. next diamond are just a bit weird. So, do yeah. you think this is a missed opportunity? As in, from from Nisei, do you think you, there could have been two other purple cards that would have been better choices than these? Because these essentially seem negligible in effect, right? They're not going to. This one, I've seen people discuss this a lot, and I kind of agree with the conclusion that 
there's not really anything else they could have brought back that would have been fair because all the other all the relevant rotated HP cards I can think of would be busted in Atta. Like you yeah, can't bring back Moon, really. You can't bring back Friends. You don't really want to bring back FCOM. And then I'm not sure where else you go. No. So either you can try and make CI combo a thing, or you could just make Acer better. And you probably don't want to do either of those things. Okay. Cool. Well, sadly for HB, they're probably on the way down anyway. After the release of Parasite, so but we can come yeah. back to that. So yeah. Um, Chinteki, who yeah, these are interesting. Yeah, hostile infrastructure first up, which seems like a just a green flag this, asset spam. This wins my award for best card that doesn't have a natural deck to sit in. I think that hostile infrastructure is a really good card. I don't think there's an asset spam deck that is pure asset spam that is very good at the moment. Well, I think both of these. Maybe not so much Tailbacks. I think Hostile Infrastructure has one home now, and it's RP. And it's that RP yeah. um, sort of tempo spam deck where you're just trying to spam out bioethics, then score agendas with Team Spy whenever they trash them. Yeah. And that deck it looked kind of relevant at certain times last year, and then it faded away. And it was missing Hostile. Like A part of its problem was it didn't have a long-term like grind-out plan if they trashed the bioethics, and then just look at every remote. So hostile is a buff for that, but it's that's probably the only place this goes. Yeah, and that deck doesn't have much of a scoring plan realistically. Uh, I don't think you put no. things on the board and hope they don't look at them. It's sure. very powerful, <laughs> very straightforward scoring plan. Hey, I want a store champ with that deck. It's very good when yeah. you don't run your yeah. votes. So there's two, right? There's the grindy version that does that, and there's the kind of tempo, more tempo, more scoring orientated one. But and I think they're both okay. Um, I don't think any runner is really very well equipped to deal with that number of assets, but I think runners are quite well equipped to win despite them at the moment. Mm. I think also Medium and Parasite are potentially problematic for that deck because RP lives and dies by its annoying central ice. And if you blow up yeah. one or two ice, it gets so much worse. And indexing as well, I think, as well. But you can't afford to defend R&D heavily. And if, if they fire free indexings and each one fires an agenda, that's basically the game over. Mm. It feels weird that this doesn't have a home because when it was last legal, it went quite comfortably in three or four decks. But now yeah. that Gagarin, IG, and NEH are all gone, it's much yeah, less I think, clear. I think Gagarin is the deck that would be good if it were legal. Like, and by good, I mean probably really good. Yeah, they're the... That's the big idea that's missing when you look at this card and the next one, which is Turtlebacks. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's interesting is I couldn't find anywhere to play Turtlebacks out of faction when I stopped, when I was messing around with lists. And Turtlebacks like, is a really strong econ card. Um, was in a lot of decks before it rotated. Showed up in HB decks, uh, any uh, um, NBN decks, and Wayland decks. And now it's really hard to put into anything. Yeah, it feels like HB Asset Spam just doesn't need it anymore because fully operational kind of fills the same slot of rewarding yeah. you for just installing cards, but is way better. And you have other things you'd rather spend your influence on. CTM doesn't have the influence of total backs, I don't think. And that, that leaves it without a home outside of Kentucky. Yeah, it's just stuck in this RP land where it 
it's good if you can sort of edge your way through that. Yeah. And we said this a few times, like, I, I, I think salvage memories is a great idea, it's a great list. I think if you could levy one criticism against it, it's that a lot of the decks are, a lot of the cards go into one thing. They make one deck obviously better, and they don't really do a lot outside of that. Yes. And in this one is kind of interesting as well because this is a controversial deck like yeah. I mean, we are all relatively in favor of installing assets in some way or another <laughs> but like i have seen people regardless of whether or not this deck is great i've seen people complaining about having to play against this on jnet because yeah trashing hostile infrastructure is just not a thing that people like doing no i, I think runners are actually worse than trashing hostile infrastructure than they maybe have ever been because um, the way runner econ works, you can't afford to trash like a hostile on turn two and another one on turn four very easily. It's really hard to do. I suppose the only benefit that you've got there at the moment is that it's pretty hard for RP to actually be able to afford to res to that early yeah. in the game at the moment. Um, I think if their econ was a bit better, it would be an even worse state. Well, good yeah, job they got turn backs. <laughs> so this is another one, though, like the HP ones, where... I'm not sure what else you would bring back. I think these are actually like fine and whether or not the RP deck is good remains to be seen. But like I can't think what else you bring back. So you don't really want to bring back any of the really good glacier cards while we're in a meta no. where glacier is as good as it is. Yeah. Because and I you can't bring back border control exists. You can't bring back Caprice anyway without sorting out a bunch of cards like former Korean border control. Yeah, Caprice would be where the timing is a bit more. Yeah. Control. Yeah, agreed. Ice. Yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. I, I just say, I think that you're right that it's weird. It's, it's kind of a controversial move to bring back an RP prison deck, which is what this deck essentially is. It's the only it's the only deck I think that you can reasonably end up with at the end of an iteration process. Yeah, and these these cards, especially hostile, take it further away from trying to play some kind of Yomi dedication ceremony Ronin deck just into I am going to deck you. Yeah, slowly, very slowly. I expect we'll see that RP list or some variation of it show up in a few cuts during the Store Champ season, though, at least in the early part. Yeah, I think it'll see play. I think it's yeah. one of the sort of most. If you're just trying to build corp decks at the moment, you're looking at new guards, like that's definitely a deck you build and then you play it and you win a bunch of games on JNet because people hate it. And then you definitely yeah. just go, I might play this. Yeah, agreed. Cool. All right. So. Both good, but both both very much stuck in their home faction. They're, they're round pegs and round holes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, NBN next. Sweeps week. Uh, <laughs> this is so hard to fit in decks. Yeah, I was when I saw this, this is probably one of the cards I was most excited about on the corp side. I think because your instant reaction is it's going to give me opicon to do more tagging farm. Um, I'm keen to import it into Wayland. Like, for... might get to play at the turn after someone plays a class act. Exactly. Yeah. Like, live the dream. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, yeah, it's it's been a less exciting than I hoped. Definitely early on, I've not found a home for it yet. Yeah. So if an NBA Glacier deck still existed, you'd wrap it in there straight away. Um, but I don't think it does. No. Um, in fact, even there, I think you might struggle to find slots because I don't think you're cutting. Like, do you cut IPO for this? If, say, Asmari was still a deck, the Asmari of yeah. last year, you're not like 
you're not desperate for early game money. You don't tend to go very poor. An IPO is just more reliable, large amounts of money in the late game. So maybe you try and fit this in as well. But then you're playing yeah. like 18 ice because those decks were ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I haven't given this much thought because you can't play it anyway. But I would, I'd feel like, I'd feel kind of weird if you built a deck that did that sort of deck without Sweet Sweet Kinner. I feel like it should be in there somewhere. Yeah, fair. I think I agree. It would feel like it should go in there, but I'm not certain that it would end up in there at the end of yeah. the process. Maybe not. And like if you're making a, a game night deck now, I think it solves a lot of problems that game night has, um, where your early econ is really shaky and you go low on credits all the time. But there isn't a good game night deck, I don't think. I think the other thing about this, I mean, CTM, I'm sure we'll talk about more in a bit. There's a bunch of problems with building CTM. But one thing is that because you don't have breaking news, it's not quite so critical that you maintain six, seven credits early. Because it used to be that the threat of sweeps week and then some sansad nonsense was very significant. Like if you sweeps up from zero credits to six credits and then there's something in the remote, they have to deal with it. Yeah. Whereas now you like you sweeps up and then you score a bill. Yeah. And, and like, I've got no credits left again. Yeah. It doesn't feel as important. Like you're more in for like long-term value and things yeah. like Marilyn and pack campaign. Yeah. I guess to me, there isn't a sweeps week is better than hedge fund and CTM, but it's not way better. And CTM yeah, decks weren't playing hedge fund. It's not a huge fund. difference. Yeah, they're not playing hedge fund anyway. So if you weren't playing hedge fund, you're probably going to struggle to play Sweeps Week in a CTM deck for the same reasons that you weren't playing hedge fund. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see it out of faction. You used to see it in decks like Paladin, and there was a period yeah. where Ag Infusion was playing this because Ag Infusion needed all the money in the world, but NGO <laughs> has kind of just fixed that problem for everyone. Yeah. I think you could potentially still see it in Jinteki Glacier, maybe, but I, I agree it's not. Like, I think you're you're always better off spending the influence on ice in those decks. So I think it's another good card that won't see a lot of play for kind of strange head-scratching reasons. You were looking at it in MBN uh, Kill, right, John? Yeah, so Sync was like the default direction to go in with that to give you enough to get off the ground because you're constantly in this battle where you want them you don't really want to be anyone to be above 10 credits and it gives yeah. you that opportunity to resurface when you've bankrupted yourself to land the hard-hitting news and then they clear three tags for nine and they're stuck down on one you can boost yourself back up and maybe have enough to like go with the scorch or or like yeah get yourself back in a scoring position but again it was no, I think, yeah, we can probably circle back to that, but I think that deck's got more problems than just that. Yeah, that's, I don't think that deck is amazing, but I think that archetype, if you manage to make something happen with it, probably does play sweeps, because, yeah, the bounce back from Econ Warfare hard-hitting, we both have two credits, you clear some tags, I play sweeps week, I'm now way ahead, is, like, probably the best home for it. Yeah. So maybe it's fair to say it doesn't fit in an existing deck, but there may be a deck that we just haven't got to yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's a really good card, right? It's a, it's a really solid equal card, and there's always going to be a home for those somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, it was like the big thing for MBN, or one of the big things for MBN was like you had Jackson in faction, you had six hedge funds, and you had six three twos. Yeah, and you you now have one of those things, but it's still like yeah. it's still a meaningfully unfair thing that you get as a faction. Yeah, agreed. Cool. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Hopefully, something could resurface or. 
show up in the first few weeks of this season. We may may see may have to revise the rating on that one. Um, should we move on to Santan City Grid? Fan favourite? Yeah. This one's sad. It's very sad, I think. It's... You can both spend 45 minutes now telling me how it fits into CTM. Secretly a HB card. Sure. So it used to be busted. It used to be one of the best cards in the game. Although partly yeah. because it was supporting the best card in the game, which it isn't anymore. Well, it's not even supporting. Well, it did two things, right? It supported Astro and it supported Breaking News. Yeah, I was talking about Astro. But yeah, News was also one of the best cards in the game that got even yeah. more busted with this. The MBN agenda suite, all of the MBN agenda suites that exist now, because there are a bunch of different ones. There's the Ares one, the Remastered Edition one, and the Bologna one. None of them have an agenda that you want to pay eight credits to score off Sansan. Yeah. Do we think I feel a lot of the time you end up on a very bad econ exchange where effectively you spend eight credits, you score two points, the runner clears your sand sand. Yeah, they stim pack it. You are yeah, yeah, and then you're you're royally screwed. Yeah, because it doesn't just instantly win you the game on like when you scored an Astro or breaking news. So do you not think this is one of those cards that's gonna show up more likely in Earth Station or something where it bigs a big remote and someone sticks it at the bottom. I think that's where it sits best for me. Uh, I don't know if any of the decks are really good, um, but I can see it in a sports deck that goes very fast because MB, uh, HB do have better agendas. Uh, I don't think it's great in Wayland because it's rubbish with Atlas. Yeah, I think Wayland. Yeah, that's true. Those decks do exist. I, I think there will be some kind of art station deck, but I think if you're putting something at the bottom of that huge remote, I don't think it's this. I think you're putting like an SIU in that remote, or you're just shoving an agenda through that remote while they can't yeah. get into it. But yeah, HB might play this because they do have a bunch of meaningful three twos and three ones, yeah. and they have a lot of fast advanced tools that they can get access to. It's also pretty busted with Game Changer. Because Game Changer can often get you yeah. like four clicks on the last turn, and this lets you score just an extra agenda with that. Yeah, and the combo with Arella is also kind of gross. It's really hard to fit that in influence-wise, but if you can, it's That's, that's the real meme. Because you're only going to have one copy of each of those cards in your deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, you can get two of Sansan, but <laughs> not very easily. So no real hope for CTM then with this, unfortunately. These I... I think it's really hard to build. I think every single time I built the like, the theory behind it is so beguiling, right? Because you've got you playing Mumble Temple in CTM now, and now you can raise your Sansan for, for no credits. Um, but you just, I don't, I just don't think it's very, very good. Sadly, I think it's probably better than CTM was before, but I don't think it's enough to make CTM relevant. Yeah, the way runners play now as well, ignoring Haley because she has misdirection is a whole other thing. But the way Criminal and Anarch play now, they tend to have so much long-term econ that making them spend six credits once is not or five credits once is not as significant as it was yeah because it used to be like you'd unload a liberated account and then you'd go into this remote and trash this thing and mvt and you were completely screwed whereas now you do that and then two turns later you've rezeki all your money back yeah yeah okay so it's harder to defend than it used to be as well with like bravado boomerang just i think just absolutely destroys you if it happens so this is a very good card that doesn't really feel like it does anything in the matter except for maybe some weird sports deck. I think it's really useful for highlighting how Netrun has changed in the last three years. 
seems to be becoming a general theme of the cards you've gone through yeah. so far. Card, great card, no home. Yeah. Well, I think this has a home. I just don't think it has a home with very good decks. I think mean, there's a lot yes. of decks that will play Sansa. CTM as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that have changed about CTM, but trying to build it, it feels like slots are way harder to come by than they used to be in yes. that deck, and I'm not entirely sure why. You have to play. Yeah. I guess you have to play more of all of your operations because you don't have Jackson. You kind of want to play more assets because everyone has more money, and also you don't have Jackson, so you don't and have these kind of play... vanity slots for upgrades, which you used to have with three of these and two virtual Toro. Then you can't play enough ice to defend against medium parasite and indexing. I mean, that is the, that's the, that's generally the big problem. What a damn. It also doesn't help that Imp is like a cool card at the moment because this yeah. this is a very sad thing to res and have Imp. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I, I, I not that good to this a CTM hour or anything. But one of the other things that old CTM did was because you res to Sansan, scored a break and use, played Cloud Accounts. Now they couldn't deal with your Sansan uh, because they've got no credits, and if they do, they're running to hard to use. When you run it now, when you res it now, it's really hard to stop the runner just dealing with it straight away. At which point you've played an expensive Gothic lead. So really, the crippling card that we're missing from both of these, the kill deck and the, the CTM deck, is really breaking news. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what breaking news would look like in the meta now, like whether it would look horrendously unfair or whether it would just look... I, I heard... I heard whispers that it was tested and was bonkers. I could believe it because, like, even for this format, well, even in like a game net as Mario type deck, just install a bot to the bottom of a remote and then it's like, guess right or boom is not yeah. particularly yes. compelling netrunner when the remote costs 18 credits to get into. Yeah. Then it's an NGO front. <laughs> yeah. That would be sad times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, they look. They look good on paper, but hopefully maybe sweeps week we'll find a home somewhere we think and, and San San Secret. I think you'll you'll see both a lot in tournaments. They'll they'll turn up all the time. I just don't think you'll see them in tournament with the decklist very often. Yeah, it's interesting. I think they probably if you just look at the cards in a complete vacuum and don't look at what Netrunner is, I think NBM probably have the most powerful cards here alongside Anarch. They just don't work. Yeah. All right. Okay. So should we move on to everyone's favourite court, Wayland? <laughs> Who, who's who's this? Everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, scorched Earth. So this is like, it's great from a point of view of it's everyone's. If you started anywhere started. in 2014 in 2015, it's everyone's first experience. Yeah, this is how you runner, lost right? your. It's how you lost your third game of Netrunner after the first one. You yeah. tried to a snare. The second one, someone asteroid trained you, and then you get Sea Scorched. Yeah, yeah. This, this is great for for reminiscing, but that's all right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the, it's the third best meat damage card in faction. Yeah, I don't think Sea Scorch is a thing at least now because. It means, like, Corpse just can't maintain an Econ lead. The way other kill decks manage to kill anyone with hard-hitting HPT is because Econ Warfare is an egregiously unfair Netrunner card. And <laughs> Seesaw just doesn't work with Econ Warfare, so... Yeah. Yeah, I've tried yeah. it. I, I mean, I, I love kill. It's 
if there's an opportunity to build one, I'm going to look for it, but it, it didn't work. It was it sync was better off using just boom in the end. I think a lot of the time. So you were testing also... the slightly more interesting thing, which is, is SIU scorch a thing? Cause SIU is a pretty crazy card. Like it's a completely unconditional trace that gives a tag that doesn't work with HPT or boom without judge. But SIU Scorch does seem pretty unfair. But it still didn't seem to work quite. No, I mean, it let you do silly things like you could convis for Scorch and then play the other Scorch from hand and, and stuff like that. But it was, it just didn't, it didn't really pan out anywhere with enough consistency to make it worth the investment of influence into and defending an SIE is not particularly easy. And you're, you're playing a bad Gagarin deck, right? You're, you're playing yeah, yeah. a you're playing Gagarin from the middle of last year, but without the ID ability and some of the best cards in the deck. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't have Judge. You don't have the Econ hard hitting package to back it up. You don't have Drudge work. You don't have SSL. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're in a situation where it's like, well, if I'm going to try and go for a kill. Am I not just better off just going back to playing, importing a load of Econ Warfares and just having yeah. uh, a yeah. boom because it saves me an influence that I can probably you then are, suspend? Your deck is stone cold dead to no one home as well, which mm. seems to be quite popular at the moment. Yeah, yeah the math gets horrendous on that because you already have to have a six or seven credit lead to see or scorch, scorch someone and then no one home makes the impossible unless they're completely broke. Yeah, yeah. so just, just play at that point, just play hard and use a better beat damage. Yes. So I did die to Scorch on Jaina to someone who played Fly on the Wall into Scorch, which was a thing. I don't think it's a very good thing, because if you're playing Fly on the Wall, your agenda suite is a complete mess. But that is a combo that I would expect to see again. Yeah, it was a real surprise my... to install Advance Advance. I was like, huh, what's that? Oh, I'm dead. Okay. This is my choice for bad card that you're most likely to lose a game to. That's fine. So you... I always get blind. Well, that's the three one for it's one the bad breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think this will. You're definitely going to lose to it at some point, and then you're probably going to try and build the deck that you lost to, and then you're going to play. And <laughs> it's not going to work. Wonder how you lost. Yeah. This is also much more vulnerable than um, HPT and stuff to just random stuff like Sports Hopper and I've had worse. Yeah. Whereas Boom just goes completely over the top of that. And here you see Source Scorch someone hit, and I've had worse, and just go like, oh, <laughs> I, I've lost. <laughs> I spent 20 credits yeah. doing that. Yeah. Especially because they only hit their spend like clear one tag. Like, if you, you get one shot to Scorch someone when you see Source Scorch them, and if you miss, you don't get another chance. Whereas if you bury them in HHM tags, you've got turns and turns to win potentially. Cool. All right. So Scorched is. Cool but bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see it maybe as a one-of in an outfit deck or something. The type of decks that were already playing like a boom and an HPT and a putative for just stuff that happens around hard hitting news. Yeah. People maybe just need to change their play pattern a bit because a lot the kind of there's this play pattern that's become great over the last twelve months where you can take one tag against a winning deck and not worry about it. And now maybe you can't have that kind of mental shortcut anymore. We at least need to think about that one tag. It's going to make Sitsank in Regcrim more appealing again, I suppose, as well. 
yeah, I mean, you've got so many hate cards and crim for this. This, like, I don't know how. I have no idea how you ever beat Geist with Scorch. Oh, you, I don't think you can. And then, land and, killer. Exactly, and then you, so you, so you can't beat the best criminal, and then you also can't beat the red criminals that have chosen to play any of the, like the three or four hate cards they can play. Yeah, no one home crops up in strange places as well. Like there are yeah. decks that get published with a single no one home. Yeah, one influence pretty much a hard counter to like, any scorched deck, I think. Cool. Well, we'll give it a two and a half out of five. And this number scale is off the charts. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Such an effective numbering system. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Right, okay, let's move on. Executive boot camp. I, this is confusing. I, I, yeah. I struggle to have an opinion about this. I would really like to know why this was brought back. I really want to know what, what this was in aid of. Yeah, this is very strange. Like the last place I saw this, and the only deck I've ever seen where people said they missed it, was um Rococo Asa. Where yeah. when that like that lost FCOM architect and boot camp and got text up and drafter instead but it doesn't need it and no one else is playing it i don't get it and you deliberately chose not to buff it with the hb cards as well yeah so it's presumably not like with the intent of making that deck better or you'd have just brought back uh, architect or yeah uh, clone suffrage movement or something yeah it's a weird one um and it fits in like gagarin a bit as well but that deck also doesn't exist so I really don't think this has any kind of home at all. There's nothing... I mean, DDoS is gone as well, so the second mode on it yeah. doesn't do anything, really. It just it doesn't do very much unless you have unless you are a combo deck, either a scoring or a kill combo, based on like one particular asset. I don't think those exist. Yeah, even RP probably wants tech start up over this if it's playing Ronin because this doesn't work with Ronin really. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I a one of in Blue Sun, did they play it? Uh you used to play it so that you could get your Adonis campaign and bounce it. <laughs> That's why it's called Blue right? You know that meme with uh, someone like making just a claim about the past, and then it's like, all right, grandma, yeah. go back home. Like, in blue sun, we used to boot camp for Adonis to get the econ guy. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, we'll, we'll give this confusing out of five then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this seems unplayable and also bad. I don't understand. Oh dear. Okay, neutral. So subliminal messaging. Now, didn't you see this, Mike, in some sort of? Strange. Oh yeah, I saw this in a sweet RP deck where they played three Indian Union stock exchanges and then started playing <laughs> Subliminal. <laughs> yeah, I lost that game, but I lost it primarily because I was playing Sunny. Um, that was, yeah, that was weird. It's very funny. Uh, it's probably not very good, but it's quite funny. Uh, I can't figure out why anyone else is playing this. I mean, historically, who has ever played this? CI played it, and that is not a thing anymore. Um, you're not playing. It was in Russian decks. Mm. Oh, yeah, when you could play Shipman from Sansan. San. So you yeah. don't need to worry about that combo anymore. Like, this doesn't do anything for Jeeves. No. And... Uh, you play it in Mirror Morph, I guess. That's true. It makes Mirror Morph even harder to play. Yeah. Oh. Much benefit. 
Um, and you used to play it in Plana back when just everyone had less money and no one wanted to run through your crick on archives because it would reinstall queries. Yeah. Baffling. All right. So yeah, I don't really see why you would play this in any reg deck now. If there's a really option. like in theory, if there's a really grindy glacier deck, then it, you might want to play it in there. But there isn't, so you won't. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Unless you want to go for the Indian Union stock exchange value, then it's sweet. It's a hedge fund every turn. <laughs> yeah, every turn yeah. you don't run. Don't run. Shout out to whoever who came up with that combo. <laughs> <laughs> I loved hearing about it. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing. Okay, last card then. And it's it's a it's a goodie, I think. Corp neutral, Excalibur. I think it's it's not bad. It's all right. It's I think bonus it's Polana. better than it looks, right? It's subtly. Yeah, I think it's powerful. very good. It goes in that RP deck. It's the other buff that the RP deck gets because Excalibur is a yeah. pain on the central. And it goes in Palana. It's just good with because those decks plays so many end the run effects to have a chance against Geist and against Runner Econ. So they play Biovolt, Nisei, and Border Control. And it's really good with all of those. Yeah. And I think decks aren't as well. A lot of decks don't really deal with the mythic ice very well anymore. Yeah, and Golo kind of sucks against it, actually. It costs five yeah. credits to break with the best AI breaker in the game right now. Um, yeah. Boomerang can't deal with it if they just res it. Parasite is a pain. Like You'll probably deal with it before you hit it a second time, but when you're running into it the first time, it can be awkward to parasocker it if you're about to get Nisei and lose the game. Yeah. Turtle seems to be taking a little bit of a dive as well because of... Well, everyone's playing on... Sandbox, aren't they? Yeah, and double Macrophage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm expecting to see this one sharp a lot. In in tournaments, um, I and think it maybe only has a home in Jinteki. I'm not sure if you can play it in any other faction. I agree, but it's strong in both the Jinteki archetypes. I think you could probably put a one of his stuff like uh, Station potentially. I feel like that's that's an idea that I have not seen a convincing list for yet. No, no, you're right. Yeah, it sounds like it's... a pain though. One on HQ yeah. in our Station sounds awful. Yeah. I think Earth Station is probably the deck that I feel there must be something better that, out there that we're nowhere near kind of conceptually knowing about yet. Yeah, I mean, every time I see it, I, I even feel like it's, this is just Argus, <laughs> essentially, or it's, it's trying to drag you through the remote, but not working it's not creating enough of a threat to make you run there yeah. at the time or you just go okay i'll just ignore it and and smash rnd it's since kayambo was banned i think so yeah i think there was sort of a brief window where those horrendous glacier prison decks that just wanted to kayambo everything forever and then score a uh, government takeover yeah i think those were kind of good um but now they can't do that anymore and they can't put kayambo's on all three of their servers yeah. So is Excalibur the most relevant court card in this pack? Yeah. I think, yeah, from, from the assessments. I, I think it is. Yeah. Which, like, you wouldn't expect to look at the list of cards that are in there, necessarily. I, I think as, as you go through and kind of eliminate the others from relevance, or at least from prominence, Excalibur's the one that I feel best about. 
Yeah, it seems strange as well, especially because um, you can't even play the ridiculous Mythic Suite anymore because Mythic yeah. is rotated. So like the thing that it used to do, the thing that it most recently did, is not a thing you can do with it anymore. But it goes in more than one deck, and it seems good in all of the decks it goes in. Yeah, it goes in every Jinteki deck, I think. Except maybe net damage decks, but I don't want to talk about those. Uh, well, it goes in like um, grindy prison net damage decks, assuming you're playing RP. It probably doesn't go yeah, in like sure. Kronos or P, but you know, yeah. Yeah. who knows what goes in those decks. Pass. Cool. Well, at least we ended with a high as we went through all of those. Yeah. So I want to give that a rating out of five. It bears no relevance to all of the other cards, really. So feel free to pick a number. I'll give it a four then, John. Nice. Okay. I'm unclear on the system. Four sounds correct. It's just a number in isolation. Yeah, I feel like we should have just picked two historical cards that weren't coming back and set them as one and five as scales. Like if you had breaking news as a five and I don't know. Um thing that some unplayable card from the original course as a one then we'd have had more clarity here zaibatsu as a one <laughs> zaibatsu is <laughs> sweet for one nine tech <laughs> to pay one. no two. i will pay one instead <laughs> i suppose if you said if you had to, if you wanted to keep i know that we can't because they're all gonna they're all gonna rotate away when when the next set of cards comes out but if you wanted to keep one core one runner card from these to go forward with i mean one is kind of a different question because we don't know what the future yeah. cards coming and there's cards mm -hmm. here like i would want to be in a meta where sansan -San was a relevant card yeah. but yeah, if we're talking about just like if i could keep playing one of these cards because i think it's good excalibur is probably the one that's like yeah sure i'll just be playing that forever Excalibur indexing for me. If I if like if if I only care about winning a game, that's incredible. I thought Parasite would definitely still win out for you there, Chris. Uh, I think uh, Parasite relies on Anarch being the best faction, and indexing just relies on runners wanting to score points. Cool. Okay. Um, so that seems like a, a transition point into talking about decks and work out if Anarch actually is good. Because this is the one that we struggled the most with when we were talking about the previous meta, like what the state of Anarch was. Yeah. Why do people play Anarch and keep winning worlds with it? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even help because when, you, when you, you, you're trying to write that part of, of the summary, no one really played it through the whole second half of last year internally as, as, as testing. And then you look at the two lists that finished really high worlds and you go well these are just super high teched for I just decks, gonna... yeah. yeah and then it's so hard to then then even to draw a, a general gist of of how reg on it was for for six months of last year when when you look at look at those lists and go okay well, it's just three imp and like an hq interface was it or two it, it was yeah yeah i think so strange things and the reason to play Anarch is Hashiko is a really good ability, I think. Like, Hashiko is one of the best identities printed. Hashiko is very strong, uh, and as weird as it looks, Dreamnet and Hashiko is about as close as you get to Desperado now. Like, almost. Yeah. 
So I think Anarch is unquestionably better than it was before this pack. Um, I think the deck is pretty obvious to me in that like the, the exact 45 cards you play are not necessarily easy to identify, but it's a the the kind of what the deck is doing is quite easy, right? It's a aggressive run ice a lot, destroy a lot of ice, access a bunch of cards medium at the end of the game package. Uh, and then you'll tweak the 45 cards as you as you iterate it, but the deck seems both quite easy to identify and quite strong to me, but I don't think it's necessarily that strong. I think that matches up with what we've seen so far from yeah. the couple of the Shiko just sort of crept out, right? Yeah, it's been very... I mean, it, it feels difficult to optimize. Like, there's a lot of questions about, like, do you play Rizeki in this deck and stuff like that? How much do you look for long-term economy and how much aggression yeah. do you try and get into it? But in our testing games, pig, right? in our testing games, it's gone. At least my list has gone four and four against a mix of stuff. It seems fine. You occasionally have weird draws where you just can't deal with certain ice, or the corp just runs out underneath you. The problem is, if you want to play, like you always have to play free simple chip, and then if you want to play indexing, you can't play bravado, you can't play boomerang. You are even at risk of not playing turning wheel or amakura. But you have to make some pretty big sacrifices to get these new cards into your deck. Uh, and then you've got the extra pressure on memory because now you, you can't necessarily play Rizaki either. So it, the deck feels like you've gained a bunch of stuff, but you are having to make some quite significant sacrifices on a number of different angles in order to play them. Mm. And I don't think... If you look... I'd have to look, but if you look at... I think the two lists that came out from those GNKs recently, didn't even run Parasite, did they? They were just... No, Engo they were just... Lists. Engo, like, spooned medium. Was yeah. All of them. Which I assume they weren't running it because they're playing Engolo and they're having MU problems. Yeah. And they also didn't want to play some more chip, which is pretty real. Because, like, the... Engolo has been quite popular in Hoshiko, and it's a real MU hog. Yeah, you haven't fixed the draw issue, which I think is still kind of a crunch in Anarch a lot of the time. Mm. You just can't draw enough cards to do what you need to do, even with Hashiko a lot of the time. Um, and Angolo really solves that problem because now you only need to draw like half your breakers rather than all three of them. Parasite also potentially causes some problems with zero, which is already a weird card that like we've spoken yeah. about it. It's like zero is such a good card that no one is playing because it's pretty hard to make yeah. it work in these decks. And Parasite is another thing that you don't really want to play immediately and you also don't really want to zero it out of your hand even if you have similar chip. Yeah, maybe it's easiest to say that Amak is a bunch of really good cards that you, it's really hard to get to work together. Yeah, it's um, it's been, I've seen variations floating around and then mike's mike's list was is very heavy on parasite right and then i've seen there's been some aggressive more build i've run into a couple of times as well it seems like i guess the question for me is what's the reason to play anarch at the moment so you don't have the best econ you don't have the best draw you don't have the best late game you probably don't have the best early game you have i think the best late game against ice heavy decks if you manage to utilize your ice destruction because both Rizeki criminal and 
Haley have a limit. Like they get very, very rich, but they get to a point where their econ isn't accelerating anymore and the servers just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Is that true when you could play Geist? I don't know. Geist is like another question. I yeah. separate from like normal Rizeki criminal. Geist possibly does just chew through those decks more yeah. quickly. But I don't know quite how good Geist is going to be against like RP where you need to interact immediately yeah. or you get cut to pieces. But I think that's the only yeah. really compelling reason to play Anarch is if you want to be slightly more comfortable face-checking early because you have Ivar worse, the Conspiracy Breakers, and then you have the potential to destroy ice. But then I don't yeah, know if that's fair. the most relevant factor. Because you're right, the Econ is quite a lot worse than Criminal. The Breakers are way worse. Yeah. You really want to play both Rizeki and Bravado, and that is really hard to play both. Yeah, I in I can only assume those lists then will would be cutting and golo then. I don't see where they're gonna get the influence for the symbol chips and everything else from if you're trying to fit in Rizeki and Like you can play free symbol chip and then free bravado, uh, but then you're not playing um indexing, which is fine. You're not play you're not playing turning wheel and you're not playing um Awakua. Yeah. Or Rizeki. So, yeah, I think you do... And this is this is maybe why you don't play Parasite in this list. If you've already got problems with memory and symbol chips are consuming your influence, then it's really... Like, that deck is not easy to build. No, so then you probably do end up... <laughs> you end up with the, with the Rizeki and Gole builds and... Yeah. Parasite entirely. And, you, I mean, you've still got Hippo... And then we said one of them had spooned, right? Yeah, and Golo spooned. Yeah, I suppose you could play. I, no, I think you can play all these cards. I think you can play a Data Sucker Parasite medium deck. And it will be, like, the floor of that deck, I think, is very high. So it's, it's never going to be a bad deck. I just don't feel it is very well placed or as coherent as either Criminal or Shaper. So then maybe what, what we should move on to then is from that point is if we think this is this is not cutting it against the very top decks, what do we think is the very top deck? Run aside or corpse side? On on run aside, we stick with run aside for the moment. Well, out of the hey, stuff we it's, tested, it's the Haley by a mile. It's it's Haley or Geist, I think. Yeah, I agree. Haley Geist, Geist hasn't changed. Geist is the existing deck. But Geist, I think we all agree Geist was the best deck yeah. before this pack dropped. Geist was the best deck, and the only matchup it had, not problems, but the, like the challenging matchup was Asa. And I think Asa is just getting worse from here on out. Yeah. I think it's also, I don't know if you agree, that Runner gained a lot more than Corp from these cards. Um, and it is easier for Runners to cover and in a lot of cases just crush every core deck going like yeah. you don't really have to specialize too much you can play a deck that is good against everything quite easily well that's the big change with Haley, right like Haley, yeah over the last year has always seemed like kind of okay like it's compelling to play all these tech cards and you have this esop stuff but like you have to play so many tech cards to make up the fact that your econ just isn't that great and then you can't fit in more econ cards and your breakers aren't that amazing whereas cash and lady and indexing just all make your deck 
better to the point where you can now play your two or three tech cards. You play your like one parasite and your one imp and your clot and you yeah. get every corp and your fundamentals are so strong that then something like Asa that relies on your opponent not having imp because otherwise you can't score um, gets yeah. way worse. And if that deck's gone, you I, maybe I, guys... If you, you even freed up slots, right? You don't just play as many dumb memory cards anymore because you don't have to play Stargate. Yeah, that's true. You, yeah. The list we've been playing has two Akamatsu membership and that's it. Yeah. No console. Yeah. Yeah. And you never really feel pushed, even if you need to sell one of those early three slot because you've got a bad draw. It's, um, yeah, it never never feels taxed too hard on, on ME, that one. It's been relatively smooth going. But uh, yeah, I, that's a good point. I've, I, we haven't looked at Geist at all, um, partly because it's not, it's not gained anything, right? But it's the same. I think it's the same deck. Maybe you tweak one or two tech cards, but it's, the, it's exactly the same. It hasn't changed. Yeah, I think you take out some of the tech cards that NWE put in a world and by tech cards I mean Stimhack and Shaw Gamble yeah. <laughs> like you, you maybe don't need those anymore but <laughs> famous tech cards Shaw Gamble you just go back to the the proper reg list essentially that we had sort of was it uh, part regionals, last year regionals yeah. Yeah. Um, does it lose anything it won't lose in rotation it loses Street Battler like that, I know that's not for a while that's like a future problem but this it's going to be a factor for a long time, right? Because even without street players, uh, I think it's a playable deck. Losing Geist, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I was going to say loses the so <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the deck like two cool days ago. Gosh. It's like nothing's rotating. <laughs> yep, right. Okay, now ignore ignore everything I just said. Geist is gone. Okay, so yeah. for, specifically for salvage memories. Um, yeah, this is a, I haven't played that runner for a long time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just like the two weeks ago, we started playing again. Just like, oh, this seems. These cards are very confusing and difficult to remember what they do. But yeah, I, th I think it's Geist or Haley, and I think that makes sense because it's it's the existing best deck, and it's the deck that gained most. So uh, intuitively, it feels like those are the two decks that you would expect to be best. That makes sense. I think there's also probably, like, I think Red Crim is still going to be close because even though it didn't gain anything, Leela and Four One Nine were still like justifiably playable at Worlds. They haven't lost anything. Yeah. The especially if Haley comes back, Titan probably gets worse, which was the big, big punisher for four one nine and Leela. Yeah, you you probably should shift back to four one nine though, right? Over Leela. Maybe I think index indexing is a reason to play Leela over four one nine. It depends what corpse come out as good. Like if this RP deck emerges as one of the things you have to deal with, then I think four one nine is like worth returning to. But, yeah, it, it very much depends what the shape of that meta is. Like, if it's all Polana with a bunch of virus hate, then Almaco just seems like an unplayable card, and you might as well play Leader instead. Yeah. And I guess it's worth asking, nothing else has come out of the wood. Like, these are existing decks, right? It's Regonarch, Geist, Haley, Reg Criminal, which were the four relevant decks before this pack. And we're saying that the four relevant decks in a certain order after this pack. There's nothing else that is brand new. I haven't seen anything new. As we yeah. said before, we like poked around with Sunny a little bit just because a list emerged and it looked kind of interesting. It's not that it's gained a ton. The only card it gained was Medium, but it was already starting to look kind of better before because Gashpon and Dreamnet both make that deck a lot faster and the late game is still yeah. absolutely crushing, especially with Medium. Um, but it still has sunny problems where sometimes you install seven Dripper Secret <laughs> cards and don't draw a breaker and your opponent just wins. 
yeah. while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, Philips Rio do you your stock exchange? It's, it's just a fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fear that she's going to be the the best delivery system for medium all of a sudden. And every every game's just going to be. Yeah, I guess if one yeah. runner doesn't have memory problems, it's sunny. No, although as we did discover when we were going through it, you kind of do in a weird way because you then get into this weird fight where you want to play Rizeki and Dace Folding and then you can't play Medium. Yeah, that's true. So you have to not play Rizeki, really, which is okay. And then you can't install your second Medium if you're playing Almakura, then you start screwing up your memory and I don't know. But she still like can make very cheap to free runs, which is good with Medium. Yep. Agreed. We could talk about Adam if you want, but I don't really feel very enthusiastic about him. I don't think Adam gained really anything from this list as much Neither as I. I like Adam. I don't think you can really play indexing, especially because it sucks with Logic Bomb, which is like your best stupid card in that deck. Yeah. Um, I don't think you play E3, as we discussed earlier. The Breaker Suite's already really busted. Like It's the best part of that deck by a long way if you play Ingolo, Paperclip, Buck Elter, so you don't need Lady or anything. Lady or so yeah, Fine, I don't think Adam got much power. He also struggles a little bit with Glacier, which might be coming back. Like part of the reason to play him before was he's kind of okay against Titan and kind of good against Asa because you get through cheap ice easily and you have multi-access, and that's less meaningful against RP and against Polana. Cool. So now we've established that not a lot of on the runner side has changed with regards to just outright hierarchy if you look at the the general archetype should we flip over and look at corp and see what reaction will be corp is harder i think i think it's very i think runner is very easy to look at the cards and go yep that's where they go this is what we're going to do um and see how those decks have got better corp i feel like you're scrambling a bit because there aren't such obvious power boosts and the runner boosts leave you in a lot of trouble yes i agree the deck the only deck that got a really huge boost is that RP deck. Like whether or not it's good, it got three cards, all of which go in it. Like it got Excalibur, yeah. Hostile, and Bax that are all good cards. Um, in testing, it's looked okay, right, John? It's sort of yeah. It's either yeah, it's just generally all right. Like, but there's still those uncomfortable games where you just have against like a Regicum that gets a good start and installs Miss Bones or. Yeah, you just draw more like, agendas than you do ice, and you completely fall apart. Yeah, or more likely, as it seems to be, is Hashiko blows up one of the three pieces of ice you managed to find near the start, and then you can't find enough, anything else to protect R&D for ages, and then die to medium. Yeah, I think I think that deck's okay. I think it especially might find a home because it seems pretty decent against Haley, and I imagine it's probably also okay against Geist. Not like because those decks are poor, but because they... Neither of them Breaking. really wants to be running, breaking ice, and trashing things on the first couple of turns of the game. And if the board gets out of hand, like if you get ethics, ethics, hostile, hostile on the board, then things get really hard. Yeah, I feel like runners just can't contest early asset spam starts, really. Mm. Maybe Amart can a bit, but even that's not clear to me when they've got hostiles involved. But yeah. I just don't think it's very good at winning games, if that makes sense. It's very good at not losing games early. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think, yeah, so I think it's going to see play because of those things, and I think it's going to do okay. But yeah, you will get torn until you run into just Hashiko four one nine freedom, and then it's just a deck 
that doesn't really do anything and doesn't have a good win con and your whole way of scoring is just yo me. Like even in a lot of games we played, right, John, multiple times it would come down to, hey, there's three remotes and if you run the wrong one, you lose. Yeah. I mean, it's undoubtedly the, the corp deck that will get the most negative press. Like the, the, it, it will show up as in still champs probably do relatively well and then it will permeate through casual jnet for a while and, and people I get already see people complaining about it in casual jnet even a certain noted player who exclusively plays freedom uh, which surprised <laughs> me because surely that must prey very badly on it but apparently they're not a fan it's quite hard deck to tech for right that's the probably the thing in his favor it's not easy to play one or two cards that shut it down no, the thing that started to absolutely destroy it when we played it earlier last year was when Mining Axton 419 got trendy, and that yeah. ruins it, because you didn't have any early money, and then Albuquerque took you apart, which isn't yeah. really a thing you're going to play now. Like, I guess another point in his favor is if Asa does become less popular, maybe people play less Asa spam tech. So maybe you stop playing two Miss Bones in all of your criminal decks, which is quite bad for it. Yeah, so I guess that's what I'm saying. If we going into this, we would have said that Asa was the best core, right? Yes. Yeah. Where is Aster after this? Uh, dead. I think uh, it gets yeah. a lot worse because Shaper getting better is really bad for it. Like, you've never been very good at beating Clot plus Imp. Um, Parasite's really bad because loads of your ice is strength zero. Yeah. Yeah. The, just having that quick hard counter to tour guide is just awful. It closes off one of your. You're all about trying to prevent that spread of potential wink on to give yourself many options and it, yeah. it just gets so narrowed now by what the runner can provide medium and indexing are also both pretty savage because you always have to leave r&d open. <laughs> and if you get indexed you've got turn two and three that's like it's disastrous yeah i mean we spoke a lot when we were testing in worlds last year about like how you have to just not ice r&d and just deal with the fact they're <laughs> going to get three or four accesses off it because that's you don't have time and now if they're putting a medium down and running three times you're just like I, i'm screwed <laughs> i've lost yeah, yeah. I mean, you want you want those games because if they spent four accesses running R and D, that's a lot of clicks. But indexing gives you five accesses for one click, essentially. Yes. And also, Which like you... if they medium run R and D, run R and D, run R and D, then you put a tour guide on R and D, res it, and then they parasite it. You are so screwed. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't think you can play so in this matter. And no. that really, I guess, leaves you looking at RP, Jinteki Glacier, or something that we're not aware of. Yeah, so the other deck I sent you guys and I played a bit is that Sports Sansan, very, very yeah. efficient deck with all the fast advance that is kind of just purple titan. Um, that seems okay. Like, you do... If the runner gets their feet under them, you just lose. And it's got less ability to score out in the late game than titan does because you don't quite have as much fast advance. But you have a very fast clock and you play... If you play three Sand Sand, two Biotica, Game Changer, and Audacity, it's an incredible amount of stuff to fast forward with. And Vacheron is a very unfair card. So Yeah, you're generally, you've got Vacheron and you've got Mega Pricks, which means that it's really hard for the runner to win. Yeah, you function. You have, what, like 12 more points than the runner does until yeah. they get a Vacheron to take down. So um, I, th I think that'll be about. I think it's a playable thing. I don't think it's a great thing. I think Haley also probably just like takes it apart with Clot. Yeah. Well, and it, the odd the odd runner that decides to pack an artist colony as well. 
Uh, I don't know how bad that is. It sounds off Game Changer, but like they're also trying to win the game. It's not as bad as Spotlight. You can use, you can use Game Changer to score your last uh, agenda through plot, right? Is, is the only thing it does. Yeah, if they have Artist yeah. Colony and Clot, then you're in for an incredibly long game, which you lose <laughs> <and try. laughs> I assume Geist also probably shreds that deck because the ice is Should all. Do. All loses to Boomerang and Geist plays Cold. Yeah. Although it's, 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 it's learned from experience. Go on, Chris. Yeah, well, we saw like this this sports deck is like a reimagining of a deck we saw earlier the, in the year, right? That was kind of a meta deck against some stuff, but that mm. got shredded by Geist as well. And now it's, it's against Santan, but that's all it's really added to the deck. That doesn't fundamentally change how it operates. Yeah, I think the only issue we ever had with with Geist in the past was you've got Clot, but it's not always easy to play Clot at times. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as easy as it is in Haley because you can't play no. out of hand. But if you only have to Clot once and you probably win the game, that You can probably like stop the once, I think. Geist is also yeah. a very good Stargate deck, which is pretty good against this stuff because Stargating a yeah. Vacheron is, is extremely powerful. I think he's still the best vehicle for Stargate. I feel like he's got to be, right? I um, think he's the only vehicle for Stargate now. Um, is there anything in Wayland that seems playable that we're aware of, with sort of a caveat that there might be some some strange Earth Station deck? Argus seems completely unplayable still, has been for quite a yeah. while. Seesaw Scorch is going to change that. But... It doesn't feel like it's good enough to me. Yeah, I tried just playing some Sea Scorch outfit just to rely on the larger money, but it's not that great because you it's harder to play the reversed account stuff. It doesn't do as much as when you were playing yeah. hard hitting. Like if you're primarily worried about beating Haley Geist, which I think you probably are, then an explosive start is pretty much the only thing you can do, I think. Or nested five deep and the run effects yeah so palana and then maybe rp with a good draw and the mythic ctm deck which is unbuildable but very strong <laughs> um yeah i can't see much reason you'd play anything else nothing else i've played against has seemed that good like some people have played i've played against a couple of next decks which don't seem to be going anywhere playing some Kronos, which is still a thing, I guess. That's still something that's around that I don't like, but is quite annoying to beat. I think it's hard. I think whatever corp deck you are you play, you're gonna spend you're gonna play at least one game every tournament where you look at and just can't think for the life of you why you bought this deck. So we do we think it's going to run a favoured meta? I do. <coughs> Which is is that what I suppose that's what they were aiming for, right? With the cards that came back. I mean, this is it's been a controversial point for a while, right? Because we kept saying it was a runner favored meta through last year, and the stats kept saying that it was a corp favored meta. That didn't feel <laughs> like it. But yeah, this does feel I... like just buffs for runners and nothing for corp. I think the issue is that the corp cards probably haven't landed as much as the runner cards have. 
Like if you look at the bit of vacuum, they're probably like corporate runner cars both have very high power cards in at least two of the factions. But I think the runner cars make a more noticeable difference than the corporates do in practice. Yeah, it really makes like. sense. Especially as you said before, it's really indicative of just how things have changed. Like the MBN cards are cards that have historically been very powerful in horizontal MBN, but horizontal MBN hasn't been that good for a long time. MBN has been a glacier faction pretty yeah. much. And then you had a couple of cards that beat glacier, that beat horizontal cards as well. Yeah, I, I think I think it is a runner meta. I think there are. A few, I think there is more uncertainty on the corp side as well, though. I think there are corp decks that like this sports deck. Um, so I can imagine there being a corp deck that didn't exist prior to this list that is good. I don't think I can imagine there being a runner deck that didn't exist prior to this, this list. So maybe a corp deck will turn up that we didn't know about. Yeah, that makes sense. I think these the corp cards do introduce more potential for just strange rogue things on the corp yeah. side than they do on the runner side. Like Turtlebacks is the sort of card that can make asset spam work in a place you don't expect it to work in theory because it gives you all of your income. It's a single-handed engine. So, so, so I suppose that brings you around to then the point if there is a store champ next week, but if you've got you've got seven days now, you've got to pick your yeah. Because there, there are two tournaments next week, right? There's a UK store championship and something mm. in Hungary. Yeah. So that this you're going into what looks to be a relatively varied cork meta and an unchanged runner meta, essentially, mm. to a point. So it's, it's how do you pick and what do you pick now? We're all going to say Haley, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing Haley and Polana. Right. I think yeah, I am as well. Yeah. There's nothing on the corp side. We've, I think we've tried more on the corp side than we have on the runner side as well. And yeah. there's been nothing that's been with any, shown any real consistency outside of Polana that's been particularly encouraging. Yeah. I think you can argue about Polana and Confusion potentially. Um, about which one is better. I, I prefer Polana just the Econ, but I, I, if you told me you were playing Ag Infusion because of the, it was easier to score earlier with Excalibur, I wouldn't think you were crazy. I could um, believe that, although I think Ag Infusion is worse now than it was before Parasite came back, because Parasite maybe. and Hippo are really bad for Ag Infusion. I agree. But, yeah, I wouldn't look too far scars at someone playing Ag Infusion, but I, I think I would I definitely played Haley. I played Polana with the expectation I was going to play a whole bunch of games against Anarx and Geist where I couldn't work out why I played the deck. <laughs> At times, I feel like this is the store champ meta every year to a point. <laughs> is that there's this just baffling array of stuff that you could potentially sit down opposite. Yeah. And you just lean towards, at this point, consistency over anything else. It's the problem. Well, that's why Haley and Geist are so good, right? They crush that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. they crush bad decks. I think Haley is maybe slightly more comfortable at the start of a meta like that because you're less reliant on making tweaks to beat certain stuff. And also it's easier to play against an unknown deck with Haley. Like you just play all your operation you play all your resources and you win late game. Whereas Geist, yeah. you have to know a bit more about like what how aggressive to play early and how to interact with yeah, the you can misuse your resources and your runs as Geist. And I don't 
think you can go too far wrong with Haley. And it's also, also easier to play tech cards and use tech cards in Haley. Yeah, it's also just an easier deck to play. Having like yeah. coming off of not playing for a while, I don't particularly want to go to my first event and try and remember how to play guys. Like it's not unbelievably difficult, but there's more potential to screw yourself up than there is with Haley. Yeah, yeah. You quickly you drop into a rhythm with Geist, but it takes a good weeks worth of play to just be fully clicked in. Yeah, I always preferred Shaper into those sort of unstable early metas anyway, just from the toolbox aspect of it. So I think it makes sense. I imagine if you went back and looked at the amount of times we've played Shaper, that would be quite early in the year. Apart yeah, that from, might be fair. Apart from the times when Anarch was the only playable faction. <laughs> That's sort yeah. of a, a break for the whole of like 2018 and 2016. But yeah, like around the time of the first MWL, there was a lot of hate around because you could play just all the tech cards and then like, not the first MWL, sorry, the second MWL, the one that killed uh Dumblefork. Yeah. I guess if you told me you were playing anything apart from Jitaki Glacier or RP, I would look questioningly at you. I think those are I think those are by far and away the obvious court choices for me at the moment. Yeah, so Haley also, in addition to possibly being the best deck, fits the slot that always seems to exist in testing of like you have to be able to beat this deck or there is absolutely no point. Because like yeah. Geist is hard to work out exactly how you beat anyway. It's often just down to a draw with every deck. But with Haley, like if you look at your corp and you don't have a plan to beat a deck that has SMC, Stimac, Clot, and Imp, what what are you doing with your corp? Like there's no no reason to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it easy oh. consensus? It was. That was very good work. I think it was an hour and forty five minutes of. Yeah. All killer, no filler. <laughs> Indeed. 